Sarah Stark. And I'm Natalie Mills. And you are listening to The Lumpy Mother, the podcast where we show up for our kids by showing up for ourselves. We are not experts. We're just two best friends and moms who love learning and laughing together. I have a one-year-old son and a three-year-old daughter. And I have... <laughs> do that every time. I do it every time. <laughs> no, you don't. You're lying. That's no, what I, I have. have... <laughs> I've started yours almost every day. Okay, here we go. Um, I have four kids, an eight-year-old daughter and three sons who are eight, six, and two. <laughs> that was good, though. Oh, my gosh. So, um, and I have two kids, as uh, Natalie tried to claim for herself, uh, a three-year-old <laughs> daughter and a one-year-old son. So if you're not, if, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. So <laughs> is real want, tired, guys. She is not yeah. taking care of herself to show up. She's not showing up for herself right now. I know. So if no, you I want mean, to know. I didn't mean that as like a terrible criticism. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. True, no. <laughs> She's sucking at uh, self-care. That's not self-care. That's not compassionate at all. Uh, all right. Uh, okay, so if you want to know that you're not the only parent who fell asleep before 7 p.m. on a weeknight. I did that last night. I just like can't stop myself. Then you have come to the right space. (laughs) It's such a sad (laughs) space right now. Oh, (laughs) all right. So, um, yeah, we're we're doing our shorter episodes. Last week was a um, after hours party (laughs) sewed, but. After hours, I'm excited. I think we're gonna be saying a lot of like funny. We're both tired, so. Yeah, yeah. Mom All right. brain it. It's gonna be great. So if you like what you hear or you don't like what you hear or whatever <laughs> else, you just want to tell us some stories, <laughs> email us. You can email us at lumpymotherpodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, so we'd love to hear from you. All right. Any rewinds? <laughs> I honestly can't even remember what I talked about. Oh, we did the birth stories. I don't yeah. think so. Nick said something that was like, didn't this happen? And I was like, sure, but I can't remember what it was. Continue. <laughs> I have a rewind. I don't know how appropriate it is, but I, I uh, oh, you, I didn't finish something. Um, but yes, I hemorrhaged with Franklin too. The reason I knew I hemorrhaged with Franklin is because they literally had a measuring cup, like one of those glass ones with the handle. That's what it looked like, mm-hmm. but it was giant. And it was just filled with my blood. And they're like, oh my gosh. You hemorrhaged. Yep. Yep. That's the amount you hemorrhaged. I'm just like, oh. Well, I remember. communicated that. (laughs) When I talked to you after you had him, you were like, I hemorrhaged, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, excuse me, can we rewind back? You were just like so nonchalant about it. It was like, I mean, it was just like you weren't concerned about it. And I think well, it's because, because kind of like you said. Yeah, that was the difference yeah, between the births is I hemorrhaged for both. But in one, I didn't know what was going on. And the other, I knew it was going on every step of the way. Because even yeah. though with Frankie, some scary things happened. I just mm-hmm. felt so safe. My midwife was like, we're, we've got this. If anything was seriously wrong with, with Franklin or, you know, 
this yeah. baby. <laughs> um, <laughs> he would he wouldn't be here. He'd be in the NICU. You know that's oh, why we yeah. have all these nurses in the room just to be safe. You know you're safe mm-hmm. uh, and all that. So she was so good. Um, that's so awesome. that's that's one rewind. The other one is um, so Evie was talking a lot about death. Well now she's on to zombies. Oh sweet. So you know <laughs> making her rounds. Well, I forget how she's remembering everything we do and say at this stage mm. right now. I mean, mm-hmm. probably from here on out, like you can't you can't get away with much. And I was in line to get coffee, and um, I had just come. I just started taking bar classes, which I'm really loving. Go me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I just came from exercising. Was getting my uh, iced coffee. And the girl's like, what were you doing? I was like, I was exercising. And she's like, man, if you were in a zombie apocalypse, you would totally survive. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? I would survive. And then she's like, I want to survive. And I was like, that's okay, because I would save you. And, uh, and that, <laughs> that night is when Evie started talking about zombies, because she was in the back the whole time. I'm like, oh, man. That's so, so funny. Now she's afraid of the zombie apocalypse. So I'm really uh, doing a good job here. <laughs> You are doing a good job. Modeling. That's how kids work, though. They they're always listening, even when you don't think they are. They are. They are. Yeah. So no, it makes me a better. I think person. you're first this week. Okay. All right. So I have a yes, and it's co-regulation. All right. Are you familiar with this? No. Well, I was. Basically... I thought about faking it and telling you that I was, but I have no idea what this is. Oh, you don't. It's not. It's fine. It's education hour for me. <laughs> it's like a new, it's not, I don't know if it's new, but it's definitely more known now and in, in, in mm-hmm. parenting. And it can be really, it's a very useful tool um, for kids to help learn how they can regulate themselves. Um, and it helps you <laughs> regulate yourself. <laughs> Basically, like you remaining calm helps your kid remain calm. So you regulate mm-hmm. your central nervous system together. Mm-hmm. And so um, on an individual end, I've been practicing like breath work and meditation um, to help me bring this practice into stressful moments when Evie's having a meltdown or things. I get really overwhelmed by lots of noises and Mm. Evie's Mm -hmm. like in the stage right now of just constantly making sound. I don't know if she's interested in it or whatever. And then Franklin's also making sound and there's a lot of loud sounds and Yes. Oh, I need a deep breath right now. Just thinking about it. Um, and breathing can help um, regulate your central nervous system. So that's one thing. Mindfulness. I think I mentioned that in like coping skills in an earlier uh, episode. Yeah. And, um, yeah. Like when you're starting to feel overwhelmed, to bring your attention to your feet or um, the present moment, because it can take your brain out of that jumping into that red zone where like mm-hmm. you don't feel like you have any pause before you say something. Um, yeah. And so we've been practicing this. Uh, I think one of the reasons it's been great for me is it's a matter, like I really like to reframe things so that I can deal with them better and reframing mm-hmm. Evie's meltdowns is like, all right, they are developmentally appropriate to a degree (laughs) 
Um, and when kids get in that red zone of a meltdown, there's nothing you can say or do because their higher functioning brain that is still under construction is completely offline. So you can say whatever you mm -hmm. want. You can try to fix it as much as you want. There is nothing you can do. They just have to basically cry it out. The best thing you can do is co-regulate is to sit on the floor and focus on your breathing and your calm. Mm -hmm. And eventually mm -hmm. they start to absorb it. Because the more escalated yeah. you get, the way more es more escalated they get. And they also don't learn how to cope with their big emotions as well. So the more we can handle their stress, the more they can handle their own stress. So it's a fun little yeah. uh, cycle of intensity. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Um, but uh, that information comes oh, that I've learned about how... Um, kids minds work comes from this author, Dan Siegel, and he collaborates with a woman. I think her name's Dr. Tina. I, I always say, I think it's Payne Bryson, but it might be Bryson Payne. I always, <laughs> but they wrote together the whole brain child and yes, brain and a bunch of other books oh, that yeah. I really love. Cause I'm interested in how our brains work Yeah, and they really understand so much about child development now and it's mm -hmm. fascinating and also amazing to learn these type of practices that can just mean to the world to how our kids brains wire and if they're like wire mm -hmm. for connection and if they wire for regulation even at this young um it will help them as they get older yeah um so that's what we've been practicing and awesome. one of the things I actually got this one. I'm a really big fan of the psychologist. She's called uh, her brand is like the holistic psychologist. So she incorporates mm -hmm. like mind, body, spirit, whatever we define spirit as. Um, so it's a lot of like meditation, but also just like self-healing is what she calls her circle. And so it's just yeah. they've she got a lot of really practical things you can do every day to help yourself and one of them is like to to do breath work with a person and, and it's kind of like pretty intimate in a really neat way um and so like uh you can do this with whoever you want but it helps you bond and i did it with evie and we put our hands on each other's hearts and then mm -hmm. we breathe together before nighttime it was mm -hmm. like magic when she's willing to do it if she doesn't think it's one of my tricks to like help her then like we're good if she thinks i'm like trying to help her calm down so she goes to bed faster like no way but uh she likes it as much as cuddling and so we just have our hands on each other's hearts and breathe together and it's really mm -hmm. really cool and connect hmm. connection uh, connects us and that night we've only done it once i'll try it again tonight um she went like right to bed. Like she felt so much better, you know, um, sleeping awesome. on her own. And because breath, yeah. just simply focusing on your breathing calms your whole central nervous down. It's it's magical. It's amazing that we have this tool yeah. um, within our grasp all the times. And you can do it with your partner or your friend or whoever. I think I'd be like, I'd giggle the whole time if it was like with you, but I might try it with Ben or something. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Natalie, we're going to bond. <laughs> um, I mean, but giggling's like also really healthy, so totally fine. That's um, true. <laughs> if we do it, we can only do that in public where it's like we're surrounded by lots of people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So everyone can witness it. This is the COVID world. Everyone's going to be like, all right, things are just weird now. <laughs> Um, yeah. 
So I just think co-regulation is a pretty amazing tool, and it's really healthy for all involved. So I wanted to talk about that's something that we're implementing. Maybe it'll help you. Eh, maybe it won't. I love it. But uh, very interesting thing to look into. Yeah. I think we have um, issues with just like um, our kind of like basically exactly what you're saying. Just the kids sometimes being able to be in control of their emotions. And mm-hmm. and it's like I'm trying to find this weird balance. I've 100 percent said this before, but I'm just going to repeat myself that like I want my kids to know it's OK to do things like cry. But we mm-hmm. still have to be we can cry and still be in control of our emotions, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Um, being in control doesn't just mean you never cry or you never feel sad. That's not how it works, but it's being able to maintain what level, I guess. Oh, I, yeah. At least for us, it's, it's that's not how I hitting explain. and throwing and yes. screaming, you know, it's like, yes, we, well, those are like, you, those are where you're supposed to teach them the coping skills, but you have to mm-hmm. implement it when they're not in that state because they're like yeah. not able to, well, I'm not even as an adult, mm-hmm. like if, <laughs> You start uh, telling me, okay, use your coping skills. It's kind of like calm down. Yeah. All right, let's calm down. <laughs> Just makes you matter. I know. It's uh, so same hard. goes for kids. I, yeah. I try so hard not to be reactive, you know, yes. to outbursts and things like that. It's so hard not to like meet their level of frustration <sighs> and and sometimes um, I do, man, because I mean, oh, hundred percent. Like, I mess that up. It's so yes. much, so yes. much, like just blah, like the noise, like <laughs> the noise or the incessantness of it. Yes. Ugh. Yep. It's yep. intense. Yeah. But yeah, that's. I think that's. No, a- I think that's such a good reminder, um, because it can be really easy to lose sight of that when you're yes. constantly being a stay-at-home parent for real. So. Yeah, and when you're with toddlers, it's I think it's so important to remember that you have to keep you have to regulate yourself or else I mean there's just no chance for them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there's my experience with my daughter like cuz she is just um she's more of the defiant. I think some kids are like more naturally want to please and Evie's like if you <laughs> get upset then she's just gonna do more things that make you real mad like like i feel like there's kind of two general groups um of kids this age you know and uh, she's the defiant one for sure awesome yeah so what's yours today good job Thanks. <laughs> well, I feel like this is our brand now where you talk about things that are super intelligent and <laughs> you have resources. This is our brand. And then I'm just like <laughs> and then I just come along and I'm like, but let's talk about nothing. Yeah. That's also maybe a story. <laughs> I mean, kind of sometimes. <laughs> I don't know. But um, so I um started and you have insightful things to say i do want to say i love your brain <laughs> well, just for the record i i can guarantee you that tonight my brain will not be insightful i even love it's it now exhausting. because it will make me laugh <laughs> even when it's not working i still love it don't worry uh, I mean, hopefully <laughs> i'm gonna cross my fingers for the best um so last week we our kids went back to school and um I took a long-term sub position at their school. So we're yes. almost all in the same building now, which is really fun. <laughs> That's amazing. So for nine weeks, 
I'm teaching seventh grade and freshman English. And I've never taught in a public school building before. So this is all a very brand new experience to me. So all of our listeners out there who are teachers, the things that I need from you specifically are classroom <laughs> management, <laughs> tips and tricks. Uh, my and, neighbor's a teacher. I'll have to ask her. Oh, yeah. And I have a ton of friends who are teachers. It's just, it's so interesting. Um because when I kind of like interviewed for this job, one of the questions they asked was like, um, how do you deal with kids that are acting out in class? And I've <laughs> officially taught for four days now, and my answer has officially changed. <laughs> <laughs> Originally, what was your interview, it, yeah. Well, <laughs> so I said something, and this is still true if it's a student <laughs> who is usually really well behaved and, and yeah. out of character, they start yeah. to act out. It would be pulling them aside and having a one on one conversation because I do believe that kids act out for all different kinds of reasons and trying to figure out why could be part of the solution, you know, like it could get us to a solution. And um, what I'm realizing <laughs> is that um, teenagers are stupid sometimes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, man. And sometimes they honestly don't even need a reason <laughs> to act out in class. <laughs> so... Like you, uh, you gave them way too much credit. Yeah, I did. A hundred percent. I am so the issue, the problem, I am so spoiled with our teenagers that volunteer at church because they're all mm. amazing and just like oh, yeah. they want to help. They're willing to participate in things and they're just in general, very good kids. Right. And yeah. so um, and I knew that all teenagers weren't like that. I wasn't totally oblivious, but they a hundred percent caught me off guard with just how blatantly oh, I don't need, there's gosh. not even a word for it but it's um and I don't want to talk about my students too much it's just like <laughs> it's been really it's been a ride <laughs> I'm four days in and it's really been a ride but you on the same time you find this podcast and you'll be like she hates oh, 100%. us 100% no, I think if no, I don't hate. And then any I want to say this to you: if you found this podcast, child, <laughs> you'd be kind to of my friend. Stop being a little jerk. Right? These are best yeah, friends that. here, and yeah. uh, I am not as tough as Natalie. So that, just listen. To that's her. right. And Sarah's uh, gonna throw it. down in the hallway. Gonna, gonna throw down with pleases and thank yous. <laughs> So, so, so well the, i wasn't really i i don't want to necessarily talk about my students like i said because they honestly um like they're for the kids. most part they're really fun and they're funny and um yeah. it's good but um the thing that's but what i've realized is and i have not worked full-time since ava was a newborn i think if i I can almost guarantee you that's true. If I yeah. worked full time when Harrison was a toddler, it would have been like lots of nights. So not during the day, which mm. so the big change, the big adjustment for me right now is that I don't see Charlie all throughout each day. Mm -hmm. 
and I am, I'm just, I'm so tired. I am so tired. We, our whole family and our wonderful, unbelievably wonderful exchange student, she's still kind of adjusting to the time. And Nick found this thing that said for every hour of like translating that a kid does in their brain, it's like six hours of mental work, like normal mental work. So she's translating eight hours a day. So we get home, we eat a really unhealthy dinner. <clears throat> and then we fall asleep around 8 30 <laughs> oh yeah every well, your single bodies night all need it everyone is just <laughs> you know yeah figuring this i'm out. just yeah i'm so tired so the um i it's weird not being with charlie every day but i've also kind of realized that it's a good thing because what i realized that i was at home all of the time and um I was like, I would watch the clock for Nick to get home. And if he was 15 minutes late or 30 minutes late, my temper would start like I'd start to get angry, angrier the longer it took because it was just like I had been on my own all day. I was exhausted from being oh, with yeah. the kid. The last hour from is being... always the hardest. Even when Ben's yes. been gone a whole week, the last hour before he comes home on Friday, I like I like almost can't. I have it's like my threshold has gone away. It's so mental. Like yeah. I know he's going to be home like he's in the Uber on the way home yes. from the airport. And I'm just like, all right, I'm done. <laughs> he needs to walk in I f- now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I find myself constantly checking our app where we can see each other's phones just to like see if he's left work yet. Yeah. And and it's just like I want to hand Charlie off to him. And so what I'm realizing now is that when I have just those nights and weekends, essentially with Charlie, I'm like enjoying that time so much more. And when we're all in the building together, which I love so much, I can see Nick throughout the day. So like tonight, he's there late. We're at a volleyball game and it's not a big deal anymore. It used to be like these nights I would... (sighs) dread throughout the week because it was such a long day day. for me and yes and now it's i don't know there's something so like it's lifted this weight off of my shoulders in a way it's so strange um home doing school from home or what do they call it oh it was horrible oh that had to be it was awful it was so bad um and we're worried that with the delta variant they're gonna get there again just yeah oh i hear the delta is so bad yeah yeah. um People uh, uh, that I'm acquainted with who work in the hospitals are saying that ICUs mm-hmm. are overwhelmed and it's like all 20 to 40 year olds. Yeah. And it's intense. So, yeah. Ugh, scary stuff. Anyways. Yeah. Um, yeah. So this, that's it. There was not even a point to that story other than I'm exhausted. And um, to all of my friends who are teachers, I have for years <laughs> underestimated how exhausted you are. I always kind of giggled when my friends <sighs> who are teachers said they fell asleep so early every night. And now I just want to <laughs> tell you, I love you so much. All of my children's teachers uh-huh. expect a big giant holiday gift this year like a refrigerator or something because i'm telling you i'm just like i'm i just it's amazing how hard they work so it's like anyways momming for like 20 different kids an hour (laughs) i can't imagine i i cannot imagine so um yeah so that's my thing today but yeah. This oh has wait. Been what fun. Was, what's your what's your uh, discipline tactic now for uh, uh, classroom <laughs> management? <laughs> we did the before. <laughs> now since you've realized, come to this realization, because um, so this was kind of my favorite part. You're telling this, me on the phone. I is, love it. Okay. So this is well. I made. I did start to threaten a little bit. 
um, like minor threats. <laughs> in my seventh grade class, I hope this does not get me fired. In my seventh grade class, because my seventh graders are all angels. They're so wonderful. I really love yeah. my seventh graders. Mm. And so I said after a particularly rough day last week, I said I mumbled something like this is the year I gave up hitting children. <laughs> And I, I really think they could understand I was being sarcastic. But afterwards, I realized that that probably was not smart to say in class. And it probably was it was probably even less smart to repeat on our podcast. I promise, uh, Mr. Principal, that I will not ever say that to children again unless I really mean it. No, I'm just kidding. Also, she's never hit kids. <laughs> Just to be clear. I've never hit a child, I promise. Um, but the other thing, the other thing I said in the interview was like, if a kid is acting out, I was like really adamant because I part of me really does believe this for most children, like embarrassing, embarrassing them in front of the rest of the class is not yeah. going to help. It's going to make it worse, you know, mm -hmm. but I've realized that some of these kids are just so um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, entitled. Oh, <laughs> the only thing yeah. like sometimes it just needs to be like um, there's yeah, I'm okay. Be like, yeah, uh, this is not the time to try flirting with every girl in this room. You need to do that in the hallway after class. <laughs> Things where it's just like you think you are being so smooth right now and it's not happening. And you're also not paying attention to my vocabulary list we're trying to do. So, <laughs> so I think what I've taken out of four entire days Unless of teaching is that. incorporate the words. <laughs> yes. Vague, yes. Grandiose. Exactly. No. What are some of your yes, vocabulary words? Exactly um Into let's this see line what, that you're trying to trying to yes. apply gregarious gregarious is one of our vocab words this yeah, week you're not We're, gregarious yeah, anyways so <laughs> yeah you should just start it's using just... your vocab <laughs> list to like call kids out <laughs> like you think you're being super gregarious but <laughs> <laughs> no one thinks it's funny i think that because i put like example sentences with all of my vocab so i think next week they're just all going to be like stop being stupid and gregarious in my class <laughs> yeah i think i might be using gregarious wrong speaking of which so here here's your lesson of the day because uh, we're right. talking a little bit about root words so gregarious the root word is greg as in the name and yeah. greg kind of means a group and so gregarious means outgoing or sociable or like really good in groups of people so oh, man, that's I always gregarious. wanted to learn more about root words. I did um, too. It's it's yeah. been so oh my gosh. I Sarah, I can't believe I didn't start with this. Okay. Oh, this tell is me. I was so excited. I told every single one of my classes this. They weren't nearly as excited as I was because we're doing <laughs> root words. Because the kids now, instead of doing like we did a Indiana standard standard I test. Well, my word, Indiana standardized test in high school. Now they just are required to take the SAT. So I'm doing root words because part of the big part of the SAT is vocabulary. And if we can understand root words, oh, it's going to cover yes. more things than trying to learn all of these words. <clears throat> they don't understand the treasure in this. First off, I'm like, no, it's genius. <laughs> yes. They're not interested. It's going to help you so but, much in life. Okay. This is actually practical. So, guys. It is practical. So the word, the root word Bella, B-E-L-L-I means war. So like antebellum is pre-war, right? Okay. Bellatrix, as in Bellatrix, Bellatrix Lestrange. Lestrange. 
literally bellatrix literally translates to female warrior <gasps> it makes so much Is sense your- she does incorporate so much cool stuff like that yes in harry potter That's like a- all that mythology and that Whatnot. Yeah, and all the spells they say are like uh, a lot of them are just like Latin words for yes. like lumos. It's like literally means light and just that yes. kind of stuff. And so, but it's I was so enthralled. Combine so much of that stuff. Oh, I love that. It's yeah, uh, a fun fact. But. Man, all right, that's all I got. So also, your kids do not realize how lucky they are, because <laughs> I would love you as a teacher. <laughs> anyway, it's just me, guys. Again. <laughs> nice as we as we wrap up today's episode we want to hear from you email us at lumpy mother podcast at gmail.com and tell us um if you are a teacher give me all of your classroom management tricks because i'm doing my best and it's kind of working but i'm exhausted already so um, that kind of stuff or do you co-regulate do you does it work for you have or are you going to try it after sarah's suggestion if you try it we want to hear so or just tell us a story from your week and maybe we'll read them during the next episode yeah or any funny anecdotes anything like that yes um and if you like what you heard today there's some few important things you can do to help others find us please hit that subscribe or follow button wherever you listen to your podcast and really super helpful to us is rate and review us so other people know that you know we're worth listening to because we are worth listening to and definitely (laughs) also share us with someone else you think might enjoy our show and don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Lumpy Mother Podcast and on Twitter at Lumpy Mother Pod One. And make sure to join us next week on Tuesday because that's when we do it every <laughs> week to see what motherhood has in store for our lives. And I mean, I guess yours. I don't know if that really makes sense or just sounded good. Bye. Yeah, it totally does. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>